Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. So I've been working as a freelancer sort of off and on for about 14 plus years, been doing it full time for about eight now. And one of the questions that I get a lot in all the time that I've done that is how do I actually get started working as a freelancer? Like what do, what are the first steps I need to take? What are the things that I need to do? And I wanted to talk about it because I think this is one of the things that holds a lot of freelancers back is not knowing sort of the big macro steps to take in building your freelance career. And so I wanted to go through that and share with you what I've learned, again, in my 14 plus years of doing that. So that's what we're going to do in in this episode. So that said, let's dive into it. The first thing you need to do is you need to figure out what services you're going to offer. And this should be something, in my opinion, that is sort of at the nexus of it's an activity that you enjoy. It's something that you're good at or you have talent at or you're at least willing to put in the work to get there. And it's something that is economically viable. And that's just because I think, you know, you'll hear a lot of people talk about you don't have to necessarily enjoy what it is that you're doing or, or whatever. But I actually think that you do at some level because if you absolutely hate what you're doing, it's going to be really hard and, and difficult for you to put in the work that's necessary to do this. So I think it needs to be something that you enjoy at some level, although I would have the caveat if you're one of those people who just really enjoys business and building businesses, then you could probably get away with building a business around anything uh, because what you enjoy is the actual business building part. So again, some you enjoy, some you're good at, and some that's economically viable. Now, a pro tip here and, and something that took me a, a little while to get my head around at least is you want to target services as much as you can to wealthy people uh, because they're going to have the disposable income to, to be able to pay for these kind of things. In a lot of ways, freelancing in a generic sense, no matter what you do, is a convenience thing. They're paying you to simply just do that, do it for them. They could do it themselves, but they're paying you to do it for them. So for example, take take walking a dog. The dog owner could walk it themselves, but maybe they're uh, someone who's a, a busy business person or you know, they just have a lot going on. They travel or whatever. They can't do it themselves or they don't have the time. And so they'll hire someone to do it for them. So it's a convenience thing. Even if you think of something simple like a restaurant, ultimately a restaurant is actually providing a service in that you could cook your own meal, but you go to them to get a maybe a better quality meal to get it done faster just to not have to do the work yourself and so again it's it's a convenience thing in a lot of ways and the wealthier someone is the more they're going to have income and be willing and, and maybe even have the need to pay someone else to do certain things for them so as much as possible again you want to target your services to wealthy people and just keep in mind they spend their money on all kinds of weird things so a really good example is this just for dogs which is a restaurant in california and they only sell food for cats and dogs two cats and dogs and it's a restaurant not just like a feed store it's an actual restaurant only for cats and dogs there's no human food there and that that business does 5.9 million a year the last i looked it up so again there's all sorts of crazy things out there that that people will spend their money on Next, once you've figured out what your services you're going to offer, you need to decide what platforms you're going to use. And there are sort of two main types of freelancing platforms that are out there. There's uh, one type is called open platforms where they sort of essentially let everybody in. These are things like Upwork, Freelancer, Fiverr, although I'll put an asterisk by Upwork because they have started uh, a little bit of an application process there. But 
they tend to let most people in. It's definitely not nearly as restricted of, uh, restrictive as, say, TopTal. So I'll keep it in the open category. But these sort of, again, they'll, they'll sort of let anybody in. The thing about these is it's easy to get in, but once you're in, there's a lot more competition because there's often millions and millions of people on there that you're competing with. So that's one type of freelancing platform. Another one is called Curated. So these are sites like TopTal and OnSite. TopTal's sort of claim to fame is they only let in the top 3% of freelancers. Uh, and so it's really, really, really hard to get into a site like that. But once you're in, then getting work is often a lot easier and you're going to make more because uh, there's not near as many people that you're competing with and they sort of control the the process of, of you getting work and so forth. And then the, the final thing, of course, the final option is you could do it off of your own website. You could put up a services page on your website and do it that way. So those are some of the, the, the main options. You need to kind of decide which ones uh, you're going to use. My pro tip here is get on multiple in, and make sure you're in one, at least one in each category. So get on an open network, work to get on a curated network, and then use your website also to promote them with uh, what's called a domain redirect. So if you want to leverage these these platforms, uh, build a services page on your website, push people to that page, but at the end of that, then point them to hire you on Upwork or to hire you on TopTal or, or wherever. Uh, and the reason that is, is because those networks, those platforms have sort of network effects a lot like a social network that the more work you get, the more you show up in, in, in listings, the higher you show up in rankings and it leads to more work. So work beget, begets work. And if you push people from your website to hire you on these platforms, you can sort of push yourself up uh, those rankings instead of just relying on the platform to do it for you. So that's my pro tip on that one. Next is you need to work on your delivery. So, you know, you've, you figured out what you're going to offer. You're, you're getting on platforms. Now you need to uh, learn how to deliver your service like a professional. And that's because quality of service is the number one factor that will determine your success as a freelancer. This may be where you spend the, the most amount of time is getting really, really good at delivering. And uh, if you give clients a professional experience, that will result in repeat clients and referrals. And that is sort of the lifeblood of any service uh, business is repeat clients and referrals. Just Know as a freelancer, if you're going to get into this long term, how you're going to win, how you're going to make money, how you're going to make your income, what you wanted to be worked out, all the things that you want and all the reasons why you want to freelance, those are going to hinge on your ability to give your clients a professional experience because that is what's going to lead to them hiring you again and them telling others about you. And that's, that's ultimately how you win. Now, my pro tip here is that I think speed and communication are trump cards. Your ability to deliver on whatever service you're offering quickly and the way that you communicate throughout the process. And I'll I'll give you an example. You know, uh, if you've the the last time you've gone to a restaurant and maybe had a bad experience and you come in and you sit down and you're sitting there and maybe you order your drinks and then you're you you order your food and then it takes 30 minutes for your food to get there. The, f the first part of that is the fact that it took that long is something that you'll remember and you'll think twice about going to that place again. And if you go again and it happens again and again, after a few times of that happening, you're probably not going to go back there. You probably end up going somewhere else. And so, again, just speed and how you deliver is a huge factor. 
uh, in, in whether someone is going to have a good experience with you. The second part of that is imagine that same scenario, but now the, the waiter or waitress doesn't say anything to you the entire time while you're waiting for your food. They don't come up and say, Hey, we had this issue, you know, and, and we're working on it. We had to send this back or whatever. They don't say anything the entire time. And then they just bring your food out to you. They don't say sorry for the wait or anything like that. Again, that's going to lead to a negative experience and you are likely not to come back or tell anybody else about uh, that, that restaurant. Or if you do, it'll be a negative thing that you say. So Again, speed and communication are trump cards. Try to deliver fast, communicate throughout the entire process, even if uh, there's issues and so forth. If you continue to communicate, that's going to, uh, it won't necessarily 100% relieve any issues that come up, but it's going to make it a lot better and, and give you a lot better chance of uh, still retaining that client. The big thing here, develop a plan to deliver on both of how you're going to deliver quickly and how and when you're going to communicate. All right, next is audience. So this is, I think this is where I probably lose a lot of people um, because a lot of people don't necessarily think of this when they, they think of freelancing and a lot of people kind of tend to want to just rely on these platforms uh, very, very heavily. But if you really want true control of your income and your freelancing business, you want to build a real business, then you need to build an audience. And this is an, an online audience in particular. And this is sort of just one of those cost of doing business things, you know, back in the sixties or seventies, you know, it was, it was probably TV and maybe a decade or two before that it was radio. And then, you know, maybe at some point it was billboards, etc. There was always this cost of doing business that if you wanted to be in business, you had to be out there somehow promoting yourself. Today, that is an online audience because you don't want to rely on these platforms or luck to bring in new clients, you want to go out and get them and proactively pursue them. And the way that you do that today primarily is building an audience, creating content and then building an audience of potential ideal clients that are you're constantly giving new information to, you're constantly promoting your services to, etc. Now, the pro tip here is you want to create content that attracts clients, not just anybody and everybody. Again, I can go back to, to my own experience as an example. When I first started creating content for my freelance business, which my freelance business, I built membership sites for people. When I first started created, creating content, I was sort of creating random tech content because I was trying to show people what I knew tech-wise. And what ended up happening is I started attracting an audience of developers first off, and then the clients I did attract were people who were interested in the very specific sort of thing that I did, piece of content that I did and what I did in it, not necessarily hiring me for membership sites. And so what I realized, which may seem obvious, but I needed to start creating content related specifically to membership sites and showing people how to do stuff in that area. And it also didn't have to be just tech stuff. I could start talking about all the different parts of building a membership site, like coming up with content ideas or marketing or retention or all the different things. And that would attract the kind of people who naturally who would are or are wanting to build a membership site. And so by attracting those people and then uh, selling my services in every piece of content that I created, that's what 
uh, creates that sort of snowball effect where people start consuming your content. Your audience is filled with people who all are potential clients of yours. Um, and that makes it a lot easier to sell your services and so forth. So create content that attracts clients specifically. And it doesn't just have to be for me example. Uh, it doesn't just have to be sort of technical type stuff. It can be, you know, anything related or related to that particular service. So if you're doing dog walking, it doesn't have to be content on the fine art of dog walking. It can be content on how to groom your dog, uh, how to pick the right dog food for your dog, all of these different things around uh, that particular service that people who would want that service would be interested in. All right, the last thing then here is you need to get out. I mean, this is your business. So you need to get out and promote it and sell it every day. I think this is one of the things that, that people have a, a lot of uh, a hard time with is once you get all of this stuff sort of set up, you have your services, you have your platforms, you know, you sort of have a system in place for creating content and so forth. You need to get out there and promote this stuff uh, every single day and not be afraid to sell it every day. If your service truly makes people's lives better, you owe it to them to at least let them know that it exists. And I call this the cure to cancer mindset. And this is something I learned from a guy named Bed Settle. But the idea here is if you had the cure to cancer and you had a family member who had cancer, would you not be sort of getting in that person's face every day? Like you knew this would cure them. And they're sort of like, well, I don't know. Would you not be sort of contacting them on a daily basis, imploring them to listen to you and, and to take your cure uh, to their cancer? I think obviously most of us would. And so that's the idea here. If your service truly helps people, then don't be afraid to get out and actually promote it on a, uh, on a daily basis and be aggressive with it because you are really actually making people's lives better. And, and that's sort of the mindset to take uh, with your services. Now, again, this goes back to delivery. You need to make sure that you are truly making people's lives better first and foremost. But once you've got that down, don't be afraid to get out there and promote it because you really will help people with it. Now, one thing, sort of my pro tip here, schedule time to work to do this, to work on your business, not in your business. Meaning, you know, not servicing clients, not support, not any of that stuff working on actually growing, promoting, and building your business. Schedule that time because what happens to a lot of freelancers is we're very client-centric and if we don't schedule that time out and be sort of ruthless with that time, our client time will sort of bleed over into that and then we end up never working on our business um, and that really hurts our results uh, overall. So schedule this time out be ruthless about that time. Stick to it. Don't let anybody else take it from you. Uh, and that, if you do that on a consistent basis, day after day after day, you know you're you're. It's going to be hard for you not to grow your business on on sort of a consistent basis. All right. So last thing here, then you know we've talked about sort of the big rocks and the big picture view about about what to do here. If you want to learn how to do all of this in detail, that's what my new. Uh, freelancing course over on Skillshare will teach you. It's the beginner's guide to freelance, teach you how to build your own business and be your own boss. It's going to go into the very specific details of setting this all up. It's not some massive course. It's about two hours, 10 videos. You can get through it pretty quick, but it's going to show you how to methodically build your freelance business. Uh, everything I've learned from 10 plus years of freelancing to help you get started and grow. Again, how to dive deep on what services to offer, how to do the research on that 
you know, how to make money and do what you love, how to find people who are willing to hire you, how to sell your services without you know, having to become some sales genius or some sliding ball, how to build your freelance business as a sustainable business that you can sell or hand off to your uh, grandkids. And ultimately, again, just be your own boss and control your own destiny. So if you'd like to really dive into this, you're, you really want to get into freelancing and, and you want to know, again, the details step by step of how to methodically build your freelance business, then check out the course and go to johnmorrisonline.com slash freelance and get all the details there. Again, you can get access to it for absolutely nothing. So again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash freelance. All right, that'll do it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.